Welcome back to the Sunday Roast. How's it going, guys? How the hell are you? How are your weeks? How are your hearts? And how are your heads? Guys, thank you so much for all of your messages throughout the week, welcoming the show back, etc., etc. It really means the world to me. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to mention it a lot last week, but if you listen to the Sunday Roast, if you enjoy the show, if you want the show to stay alive and if you want it to develop and, you know, there could be an interview series, there could be lots of other things in the works that I'm hoping to get over the line. But in order for that to happen, I need some of you guys to sign up to the Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Mark Megan. I know these are difficult times for everybody, so of course, only do it if you can, but it would mean the world to me. It would keep the show alive and you'd be doing a really good thing. So consider it, please. Also, if you're on Instagram, follow me at Megan Mark. Generally put up a lot of shite there, but you'll also get updates about the show, about additional content that's going out on the Patreon only, such as competitions, videos, interviews, etc., etc., also, some of you may notice I did a giveaway during the week for the face masks. I did these absolutely outrageous and what do you like Siobhan face mask. There seemed to be quite a big demand for those. So I'm going to put it to you. Would you like me to either like get a bunch more of those or potentially like t-shirts? Because I know we've been talking about the t-shirts since literally God was a boy. So let me know what you're thinking, what you prefer, and then I'll just go for whatever the majority want. I will order them and they will be exclusively released on the Patreon for all of you guys who are on that platform. And as well, that's where I'll be doing the live show ticket releases too. So just get yourself on the bloody Patreon. Now, any of you who follow me on Instagram will be aware that I had a bit of a, one of my COVID purchases came through the doors on Friday afternoon. Okay. This was incredibly exciting. If you told me back in January that the only thing I would be pumping in 2020 would be an inflatable kayak purchased on Amazon, I would have told you to get in the sea. Yeah. But genuinely, such is the case. I ordered a kayak and I've got a kayak and now I've been out on a kayak. I'm absolutely bloody delighted. It's amazing. It's genuinely amazing. And a lot of people, by the way, were messaging me very surprised to see me actually take the kayak out and use it on the sea. I mean, do I strike you as somebody who requires a fucking life jacket if he goes for a long shower? I'm not actually as unathletic as it may seem. But anyway, the thing is fine as well. It's people are like, oh, it's not safe. It's not safe. It's actually surprisingly durable for something that gets deflated so easily. And the kayak isn't bad either, am I right? Uh, no, Mark, you're absolutely wrong. And we will no longer be listening to this podcast. Anyway, the fact that the only canoodling I'll be doing this summer is in a blow-up canoe is almost as depressing as that pun. Yeah? All right, mate. Suffice to say, I have a kayak. I'm now a man of the great outdoors. Like I spoke to you about last weekend, I'm searching for a higher purpose in life, yeah? And I'm going to try and really get myself out into the great outdoors. Ireland, of course, has so much to offer in that regard. Although, it made me think during the week when I was out for a walk. You know when you go down to one of those, do you ever remember these like adventure centres they have in the country, in Ireland? I mean, they call them adventure centres. 
Yeah, orienteering isn't exactly going to get the adrenaline coursing through your veins, though, is it? The activities they have in these places aren't actually that adventurous. Orienteering is the worst, by the way. It's basically a treasure hunt, but there's no treasure, and the only way of winning is if you're ridiculously good at Sudoku. The nerds always won it. The gimps. The gimps, they always won it. Orienteering is basically hide-and-seek for people who have already gone through puberty. There is nothing exciting about orienteering. You literally get more of an adrenaline rush if you drank a glass of Lucozade quite quickly, or got a missed call from private number. And then, like, oh, so what, uh, what do I get if I win? Ah, oh, you get a real sense of pride. Excuse me? You get a real sense of pride. No, give me a fucking iPad, or at the very least, an all-in-one voucher. Give me something. It's not good. Another one they had in there, you know, these adventure centres. Another one that I really hated, still do, uh, was the indoor climbing wall. Why, on God's green earth, do we have to go down the country to use a climbing wall? And the instructor, the instructor is almost angry at you for not being good at it. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Gerard. I'm sorry that I'm not used to scaling a fucking 15-foot wall with plastic Furbies sticking out of it to get my grip on. How was I supposed to prepare for this? How was I supposed to prepare for this? And also, by the way, this ridiculously over-the-top and unnecessary harness you placed me on above the rubber mat is incredibly unflattering. Although that's almost irrelevant considering you put it on so tight that the blood stopped flowing to my testicles about six minutes ago. Oh no, Mark, you should chat to Orla. She was just like you, you know. But now she's been coming down most weekends since 2015 and she's finally reached the Everest level. The what? The Everest level. Oh, wow. Okay, fair enough. So she's she's actually climbing Mount Everest. Oh, Jesus, no. Christ, no, no, no. It's just the name we've given to the biggest wall we have here. Oh, okay. What size is it then? 24 foot. 24 foot. I've seen bigger basketball players than 24 foot. Also, what is she going to do with these skills? What is she going to do with these climbing skills? Is she, be- is she planning on becoming a postman in a 1950s issue of the Beano where she's constantly getting chased by dogs and has to scale a wall and then leave a juicy piece of raw steak for Nasher to gnash on until he can sneak away? I am not into this sport, if you can call it that which is, you know, precarious. I'm not into a sport that requires you to wear shoes more perverted than the ones you do when you have to go bowling. I draw the line at bowling shoes. That's my rule of thumb. If the shoes for the activity are more embarrassing than bowling shoes, I'm not going. Cancel it. I'm gone. Probably why I'll never get to work as a nurse, a chef or a priest. And by the way, sorry, the climbing wall. You're on the fucking climbing wall. And then inevitably, because you're not, I don't know, a famous climber, you you inevitably fall off. And you're hanging there inside this gymnasium, four feet off the ground, above rubber mats, looking absolutely dejected. The face of shame on you, like a toddler who has just soiled himself. You know the feeling, you know the feeling. You're sort of swinging back and forth against the wall, literally three feet off the ground, and the harness has now completely betrayed you because your willy is sort of bunched up and poking out the middle in full view of everybody. Even Orla, the 1950s postman, gets a good guffaw out of it before she heads off to do her deliveries. It's mortifying, it's mortifying. It's almost, it's almost, yeah, as bad as that feeling when you go water skiing and then you fall off and you're waiting in the water for the boat to come back and pick you up. The worst few minutes of your life. The worst 
few minutes of your life. I hate it. It's terrifying. You're just sort of bobbing there. Yeah. And you know, like the life jacket sort of bunches up around your shoulders. You're totally vulnerable because your feet are in the air as well because like they're still stuck into the fucking snake board or whatever they call it. You're totally vulnerable and essentially just asking to be sodomized by some sort of shark or seal hybrid. That's the thing about being in the water. The water is a scary place. It's almost as scary as my pronunciation of water there. But you know those few minutes when you're in the water and you're waiting for the boat to come back to you? All of a sudden, you stop. And you become hyper aware of everything that could potentially be lurking beneath and preparing to eat you. And you're pleading in your head for the boat to come back quicker. But it never does. It never does. Because everybody, like on some sort of bloody gap advertisement, everybody is too busy laughing at the look of sheer terror on your fat little face just before the moment you succumb to the water. Ah, you should have seen you, man. You totally face planted the sea. Well, of course I did. Because this is an activity that the only way that I could be better at is if I did more of it. Why are you laughing at me? It's like making an over, fun of an overweight person in the gym. They're very much doing their, their very best to change themselves. The fat bastard. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, look, I'm <laughs> outrageous. I'm not a fan of water sports. I've never been a big guy for water sports. One of those things, one of the main things I could never possibly enjoy, yet somehow always got roped into it, were banana boats. Does anybody actually enjoy going out on a banana boat? Where is the pleasure? What what is the pleasure in going out on a banana boat? You've like from the from the get-go, by the way, you're you're wading into murky waters, if you'll allow the pun. You've got some sort of 23-year-old European guy who makes a concerted effort to sleep with every single female of your group. Like, that's, sorry, that's probably why he fucking works out in the sea. International waters, he can get away with everything. Hi, girls. Rebecca, how are you? Okay, you come in right behind me. I go extra fast for you. Yeah, yeah, okay, Alejandro. Relax there, please. I will just stop, Mark. He's nice. He's lovely. He's look, he's, he's actually a dote. He's a sweetheart. He's lovely to us. He's lovely to you. He's lovely to everybody person in a bikini. But then, as soon as I get on the fucking thing, he's all of a sudden Art and Senna driving around the bay, just trying to crash me into the... He's trying to kill me. Even though, by the way, this guy does about 40 banana boat trips a day, he still seems to derive a huge amount of pleasure from making the bloody banana split and all of you fall into the sea. Which, let's be honest here, it hurts. It really, really hurts. Can we just accept that? The water goes up your nose, in your mouth, out your arse. You start coughing. You open your eyes because you panic. And then the salt water gets in your eyes and you're gasping for breath. And there are limbs going everywhere because everyone's falling in at the same time. And it's horrible. And then somebody kicks you in the stomach by accident. And it's scary and then you accidentally touch your dad's foot and that's even worse and then eventually you get your head above water and are just bobbing there thinking of sharks always thinking of sharks panting struggling to breathe with so much salt water over your eyes nose and mouth you look like you've just received a facial from shamu rebecca we go again no we won't alejandro drive us back to the beach please It 
it's sort of weird though, isn't it? Like, if you think about it, it's like if you're an instructor, like a water sport sort of instructor, or even like a ski instructor, it's like it's just a license to be a pervert. Do you know what I mean? You ever go skiing? And as always, it's like they immediately isolate the women in the group. Okay, Caroline, for the next run, uh, you want to come behind me. Okay, you go, uh, you go behind me. I will go down first and you will do exactly like this. Um, okay, so where, where, oh, sorry, uh, Alfonso, where do you want me? What? Where do you want me? Uh, go to the back. Oh, okay. And then he's up, you know, and he's got her by the hips. And he'll turn the left and the right and the shoop, a shoop, a shoop. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, Alfonso. Just that this is the seventh run in a row that you've had Caroline following you. Can, can you do one of the, can I get some of that shoop and stuff? Your shit. Oh, okay. Okay, listen here, you sun-seared biscuit, right? We're paying you 50 bob an hour for this. Would you, if you're going to put your hands on her, put your hands on me too. Help me as well, please. They're always a little bit perverted. And actually, by the way, please sit in a different chairlift for the next of the runs. Please sit on a different chairlift for the next, next of the runs. And no, we don't want to go to Apre with you. We don't want a fucking uh, Jaeger bomb or anything with the rest of your perverted friends. All right? They're a little bit perverted, all of them. The water instructors, the ski instructors. A little bit different, though, are the Irish ones. When you go down to the Irish adventure centres. Because, you know, I'm here, I'm complaining about climbing walls. And I'm complaining about orienteering. But ultimately, the core of all my resentment, much like in life, lies with the people. The activities themselves aren't to blame. It's those who instigate the activities. The instructors. The outdoor aficionados, the perverts, the weirdos, the ginger-haired, bearded, craft beer-drinking weirdos. They are the ones that hate me, that make me hate, at least, the great outdoors. Why are they always dressed like that, by the way? Why are they always dressed like they're preparing for the apocalypse? Mate, we're going hill-walking on the foothills of Roscommon. I don't think you need eight different types of penknife. What are you anticipating to happen on this walk? And also, by the way, how many pa- how many pockets does a pair of trousers really need? You literally look like a fucking advent calendar with the amount of secret little flaps on your pants. Get it together. Narnia has less secret compartments than those cargo shorts of yours. We had one guy. We had one guy in one of the various places I've been in Ireland that was wearing, you know those pants? You know the pants that, zip, that like can zip off at the knee in case you want to convert them into shorts? Yeah, like I know. I mean, you should, I think it's a prerequisite to be put on some sort of a register and not be allowed near like within 500 feet of like a playground or I don't know, a crash if you wear those trousers. But this guy was like on the, on another level entirely. Not only did he have the zip above the knee, he also had one like halfway down his calf. Like that is a genuinely absurdly specific amount of ventilation one could want for their lower legs. You're supposed to be a man of the outdoors. Sort your fucking shit out. How are you, lads? Oh, here we go. How are you, lads? My name's Gialgin. Sorry? My name's Gialgin. Sorry, what? What's your actual name? Because nobody could possibly be that Irish. Your name could not be that Irish. Gialgin-like. Was well, was Countess Markievicz literally the midwife that delivered you? Or your mum's pubes, green, white and orange, a fucking tricolour? How could anybody possibly be that Irish? And why do you have Aaron Vian as your ringtone? You know the types. You know those types of guys, though. 
Hey, lads. Uh, They've always got that real bad level of sarcasm. You know the type. Well, anyway, a uh, bit about me, just in case you want to hear it. Uh, I went to university in Minute. Uh, in where? It sounds like you've said minute in a German accent, but actually I think you're trying to say minute. Anyway, you went to university. Continue. Well, I went to university in Minute, uh, where I did outdoor pursuits uh, before living in Dublin for two years. But then one day I realised I don't actually like living in a kip. So I got the hell out of there. Didn't look back once. Sorry. Uh, you don't like living in a kip? Mate, you currently live in a treehouse and probably use the same bucket to cook noodles in that you shave and shite in. So please spare me the sanctimony. Right. <laughs> well, smart Alec, I can tell Mark is a bit of a troublemaker, so you can be the captain of Team B. No, l- listen here, Garlic, okay? It's not that I'm a troublemaker. It's that I hate it. I hate it and I don't want to be here. You've got me wearing one of those foul, pre-worn wetsuits that was already wet and covered in sand when I put it on for a bloody walk, okay? I tried to swerve my way out of these activities by pretending to forget my swimming gear, but you obviously produced a spare pair from one of those pockets of yours. Please, just let me go and wait on the bus. I've got a fucking pack lunch that I can get stuck into. With like Derry Lee Lunchables, a Capri Sun, even some Billy Roll I could probably poke the eyes out of and fashion a mask out of to entertain the bus driver. Please just let me wait on the bus. It's for the best. Uh, so sorry, lads. Uh, we're not actually going abseiling today due to the weather. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Are we going whitewater rafting instead? One of the other actual activities that you have listed in the brochure. Nope. Uh, we'll be going into the hall to play a game of pursuits. A bleep test. Are you fucking serious? How is this an adventure? Like, unbelievable. It just, man, these places really wind me up. Okay, like, so, uh, anyway, Garlic, um, sorry, uh, if the activities are cancelled, like those ones, and you're just going for a walk, is there any chance me and a couple of the lads could just, like, go down to the spa or something? Uh, hold on, let me think about that for a sec. Hmm, three teenagers and Mjark Mjöd walking down to the shop. Ah, no. Okay, uh, Garlic, sit down for a sec here. Sit down for a second, that, like, log of tree or bark or whatever. Man, you really need to sort out this sarcasm of yours, yeah? I know that I'm only 12, but it's terrible. It's really, really terrible. You're going to end up on a first date in, like, Eddie Rockets in about six months. And when your date orders buffalo wings or something as a starter, you'll probably make a joke about not knowing that buffaloes had wings. And then you'll wake up the next day and wonder why you're still single. Follow me on Instagram at Megan Mark. If you could leave a review for the show, it would be amazing on whatever platform you usually listen to it. And ultimately, the most important of all, if you could subscribe to Patreon, it would help change my life and continue the show. So please consider it. If you have an extra three to five euro a month, it genuinely makes the world of difference. So thank you so much. Really, really excited to tell you that the interview series is legitimately in the works that's going to be held exclusively on patreon please send me suggestions on who you would like to feature as a guest um we're going to be starting it i think in like two weeks from today so i'll probably release it midweek 
uh, on the Patreon, as I said, it's going to be much more long form, probably more serious. So there will be less like absolutely outrageous and all that sort of shite and more. Ooh, really? That is absolutely outrageous. So looking forward to that. And yeah, DM me suggestions, all the rest. Take care of yourselves. I hope you're enjoying the new normal and all of that. And to everybody who messaged me whenever they were talking, saying that they experienced anxiety and stuff, hope you're doing all right as well. Um, Your messages have been incredibly touching, kind and rejuvenating over the last few weeks. So all the best. Seriously though, Gialgan. What sort of a fucking name is Gialgan? (laughs) 